Hey Trojan fans, it's time to get into the huddle with the Peristyle Podcast. The Peristyle Podcast is your weekly ticket to USC football and recruiting news. Don't forget, you can download the podcast 24-7 at our website, peristylepodcast.com. And now, here's the host of the Peristyle Podcast, uscfootball.com publisher, Ryan Abraham. Hello, Trojan fans. Welcome to the Peristyle Podcast on a Monday, talking a little USC football with the hot Trojans who now won five games in a row. We're going to talk with Coach Harvey Hyde. Follow him on Twitter at Coach Harvey Hyde about this game. The Trojans, of course, beat the Oregon Ducks uh, pretty handily, 45-20 to at the Coliseum for homecoming. So it was a big win for USC. We want to talk to Coach Harvey Hyde all about that. If you have any questions or comments, you can always go to our website, peristylepodcast.com, and our, our email's there, uh, podcast at uscfootball.com. All our phone numbers are there. Uh, any way to get a hold of the show, you can go to peristylepodcast.com and check it out there. So we want to jump right into it because I know we got Coach on the road. He's busy out doing stuff. He's a, he's a busy guy. Coach, what's going on? How are you doing? Everything's beautiful, buddy. Everything's beautiful. I'm in Las Vegas. Got to do a show tonight in the race sports book, and I wanted to make sure we got our podcast in, so let's get started. Yeah, let's uh, let's jump right into it. I wanted to thank our sponsor, Southern California Tickets. Uh, if you want to go to any kind of sporting event here in SoCal or across the country, go to sctickets.com and they will help you out. 1-800-888-7287. Ask for Curtis. Tell him the coach sent you from the Parasol Podcast. And uh, Coach, I, I've talked to a lot of people at homecoming, uh, man, so many podcast fans out there. People kept calling me the voice of the Trojans. I'm like, no, that's Pete Arvagas, but they kept saying that because we, we host all these podcasts, but it was fun to get out there with the people this weekend and, uh, and meet a whole bunch of people that are fans of the podcast. Well, I'm glad that they all uh, enjoy it. They might not all agree with some of the things we say, but it's just our opinion. They have their opinions and we love uh, expressing ours. And with the Trojans winning five in a row, Things are getting better. Certainly are, Coach. And uh, but there's still still fans that have some complaints, uh, of course. And uh, you know this weekend's going to be a huge test with College Game Day up in Seattle. I'll be heading up there on Friday. But we'll jump right into some of these questions, Coach. We'll start uh, with a voicemail one for us. Here you go. Hello, Ryan, Coach Hyde, Don from Upton, California. This comment is for Coach Hyde. Coach, overall, I thought the defense played well. We play Washington next weekend. I still say USC has a weak link at the defensive back position in Marshall. I saw him get beat in the Oregon game on a deep post pattern. He will be tested by Washington's speedy receivers. I'm sure Washington's offensive coordinator is going to pick on Marshall a lot. Also, when is the defense going to wake up concerning reverses? They have been burned several times by reverse plays. There just doesn't seem to be anybody home on the opposite side of the field. The D-line is going to have to step up their play and put pressure on Browning to disrupt their passing game. I do think USC has an excellent chance of beating Washington, but their defense is going to have to rise up and play shutdown defense for four quarters. Fight on, Don. Hey, Don, thank you very much. You bring up some good points. First of all, as you know, you're, if you're a regular 
listeners, I've been talking about the corner position as far as with Marshall plays. Uh, I think I've always said he's being played out of position. Not that he's not a great player, but I think he's out of position. I would think that I'd make him or having games to weight, maybe 225 pounds, 230 pounds, and have him be an outside linebacker and bring him off the edge as far as in pass rush situations. Plus, he'd be able to cover the linebacker some of these backs. He has experience in doing that. Uh, he doesn't feel comfortable there. I can tell that. He doesn't feel comfortable at the corner position. So people are going to take advantage of him. I'm going to tell you right now, from Long Beach, uh, as you know, Marshall's from Polly, and from Jordan is uh, John uh, Johnny Ross, I think his name is. And I'll tell you, isn't that his name, Ryan? Who are you John talking about, Ross, Coach? Receiver. The receiver. I'll tell you, he's a heck of a player for Washington. They're going to match him up. He's got great team speed. And they're gonna they're gonna match him up where it's gonna be single coverage with Marshall and uh, the receiver Ross, I think his name is. It's John Ross. What's his name? I can't remember that John receiver's name. Really great speed from Jordan High School. Can't remember who it is. But they're gonna match him up with Marshall, and they're gonna try to burn him. And uh, I think that uh, he'll lack the speed that's necessary to cover him. But this kid really is a fast player. Now, your other question, let's see, the other question was the defense. The defense, I think, is playing really well. In fact, they've limited some of the top offenses in the conference with Cal and also, again, with Oregon this past week. Uh, this kid, uh, Herbert, came into the, the game throwing for 489 yards, and they did exactly what we talked about, what they should do to him. They hurried him, didn't allow him to be comfortable, uh, his receivers were thrown off the route, uh, and they and they were able to uh, hold the entire team uh, off balance. And I think that's what really did hurt them. And the defense did a great job. Also, they slowed down their running game, and I thought they did a fabulous job. But to me, Freeman's one of the best backs in the country, and really you couldn't tell that this past Saturday against USC. So I think the defense is improving. They still got things they've got to improve on to become a uh, the talented type of defense, I hope CBC is ready to go, but he's the anchor of the defensive front. It's going to be a challenge. It's going to be a real battle as far as in the trenches, and you cannot have or allow penalties to stop you or, or assist them as far as keeping their offense on the field. Because their offense is, is, is an excellent offense. Their defense is an excellent defense. They're very well coached. They don't do a lot of things. They do the things on defense that would confuse their offense, and on offense they read what you're doing, and they do that against you. They're very, very simple, but they execute, and they don't do a lot of things that are confusing. No penalties, no turnovers, just execution. I can't remember what the third part of that question was. Yeah, no, well, I think it was just about the, the defense. And just real quick, John Ross um, is the star receiver for Washington. He was actually named the Pac-12 Player of the Week. This morning, he scored three times. I think he had 209 yards uh, against Cal. And he is from Jordan High School in Long Beach. So he's another Long Beach product. And on the, on the defensive side, um, I agree, Coach. And I think here's the deal, that you want the defense to play more aggressive, and they've been doing that. And I think they're forcing a lot of negative plays. But they seem to be a little susceptible. He was talking about reverses and stuff. They seem to be susceptible to plays that kind of counter can go the different, you know, the other way. If you get everyone flowing one way, the defense is penetrating. They're flowing that direction. 
and you end up doing some kind of misdirection going the other way, it can be, you know, effective against USC sometimes. I don't know if that's such a terrible thing. I mean, they're playing so well at the point of attack that sometimes you can be susceptible to some of those, uh, those counterplays and stuff. Well, you can afford to uh, allow that to happen when you're when you're blowing a team out like you blew out Oregon, but you can't allow that to happen if you play, if you play against a team like the University of Washington. Uh, Chris Peterson loves to do those type of trick plays all the time, and the best time to do it is after a turnover or after a negative thing happening to your opponent. If you remember, they ran that reverse after I think it was a 24-yard punt or something happened, maybe it was a turnover, I can't remember. He came right back, ran that reverse, uh, Oregon, uh, Jonathan Smith, and they had a touchdown right there. So you've got to be ready for Chris Peterson because he's always has won a game. Won a game, whether it's a halfback pass, a reverse, a Statue of Liberty pass, or whatever it might be, you've got to work on all of these types of things because he's so basic that you don't think he's going to do it. But that's why he's successful is when he does it, but you don't expect it. I agree with him 100%. They've got to, uh, they've got to improve the backside as far as watching for those type of plays coming back, bootlegs, reverses, whatever there might be. Let's move on to Justin in Orange County, Coach. She said, just came back from the game, and I was talking with my dad, who watched it on TV, and we seemed to have a disagreement on the play calling that hopefully Coach Hyde can offer his insights into. I believe that the whole team is playing quite well, except for T. Martin's play calling, which seems to be reliant on Darnold to make a play out of nothing a lot of times. There is little to no scheme that sets up plays in the future, uh, for the future, etc. My father is, on the other hand, uh, seems to think that T's calling is genius and the, the seemingly random nature of the call is by design to keep the defense on its toes. And the turnaround of the offense has more to do with T's play calling than Darnold. Could you offer insights into this? Thanks. Love the podcast. Justin in Orange County. Justin, I'm, I'm not ready. I think you got to tell your dad it's not quite a genius yet. Okay. <laughs> he's got, that, that's a, that's a strong statement. I think he's gotten better in his play calling, but I think again, he's a little erratic at times. He started the Oregon game throwing the football a lot. In the first half, they threw the ball 31 times. I don't really think they're going to, uh, be able to do that against great teams without establishing the running game. And you've got to stay after it. Every running play is not going to score a touchdown. But if you hit the right running play against the right defense and the right coverage, you've got a chance for a home run like they did when they hit the cover twos. And Ron Jones went for those big games. You're going to hit those. You've got home run players that play for you. So it, it is a combination of play calling and also taking advantage of the defenses you play. You have to get into rhythm. Now, as far as Sam Darnold is concerned, Sam Darnold makes plays. He makes plays out of plays that aren't supposed to be successful plays. He can he, he really can look the field over well. He scrambles well. He finds the receivers. He works with especially Burnett really well as far as unbroken plays. And uh, the one pass he threw for an interception he should not have thrown that pass. He should have thrown that pass out of bounds. That was the first thing that I've seen him do. And he's done a couple of things. He's not perfect either. That he knows after he threw the ball, he should have thrown that pass down the middle of the field because that's nothing that has but interception written all over. Something bad is going to happen with that. But again, you learn by doing that. He ran for first downs again. And he has feet. And, uh, again, he still has that thought about not sliding. He'd rather run for that first down 
and get that extra yard. He's a champion, he's a winner, and he's going to get better every week. We have a international question, Coach. Uh, this is cool. It said, Ryan and Coach Hyde, great job. I listen to your podcast all the time. My question's for Coach Hyde. Given the recent success with Sam Darnold, why did USC coaches, uh, i.e. Helton and Martin, stubbornly play Kessler and Max Brown in the shotgun formation? To me, it's ridiculous for professional coaches not to know the system best suited for their players. Given Kessler encouraging success in the NFL, who knows how successful uh, he could have been at USC had we given him the proper pro-style offense. Somewhat similar argument can be made for Max Brown's lack of success at USC. Thank you, Borneo Trojan, class of 86, from Kuala Lumpur in Malaysia. Uh, I think they have the tallest building in the world, like those twin towers there. Uh, KL, Kuala Lumpur. So pretty cool. I don't know if we had a Malaysian question before, but that's uh, Borneo Trojan, coach. Now, the question was, why did he go into Sunday? Uh, why, why don't they run plays more under center? Is that what the question was? Yeah, just, I mean, he he wanted to know why they were stubborn and keep putting Kessler and Max Brown in the spread, you know, the, the shotgun spread formation. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I agree with you. I think, first of all, you're not preparing them at all for the pros. You know, a lot of these quarterbacks, like you take Jared Goff at the Los Angeles Rams, must most of his problems are he's never been under center. He doesn't know how to read the field. He's always been in a spread position his whole life, running a Mouse Davis type of uh, spread offense and throwing in scenes and not learning his read. I think you've got to be able to learn how to play under center. And I think that USC should be doing that now. I think USC really, when they get down to short yardage situations, really don't know what to call. They look confused at times, especially when they get down on the two-yard line. They, they look to the sideline like, what are we doing? What do we want to do? I think they've got to have a philosophy of a short yardage, not always a pass play, but being able to get into some type of formation under center where you believe in what you're doing and you're not going to be denied. I think you've got to be able to do that. I like your life formation. I think you've got to be able, got to, be able to do that. But you have the type of material that runs great towards the line of scrimmage and breaks to the open area. And I think also on to the outside, you have to notice Ronnie Jones and these backs really hit well to the outside when they get to the inside and then run to the outside. I was really impressed with Davis's ability on Saturday, too, and, and James Tolan. We've always said and felt that he's number 26, that he is an outstanding back. So the, the, the safe is not empty. There's some great running backs. The Davis is supposed to come back this week. We don't know about where yet. But what a challenge it's going to be against Washington. I'm fired up about this game. Big games are what fire you up. This is why you coach football. This is why you play football. To be able to challenge other teams to do things well and have an opportunity to play on the road. I used to love going on the road and taking the crowd out of the game and sending them all home uh, fast. Yeah, that's uh, that's got to be a good feeling <laughs> when you can do that. And, uh, you know, I, I agree with, uh, Borneo Trojan too. Uh, I know there's been a lot of people kind of bagging on Max Brown and, you know, we'll see where he ends up, but I wasn't really impressed with Cody Kessler. You know, I mean, he did a lot of good things at USC, but I thought there, there was more he could have done. Um, and you're seeing him, you know, start in the NFL and that's no easy task. So, uh, was that, 
was he not being utilized properly? Were there other things he could have been doing? I agree with that. And I think that the same thing with Max Brown, that, you know, Sam Darnold just fits what USC does better and he can go off script and, and make things happen on his own. Um, do I think USC could be successful with Max Brown, the quarterback? I, I, I believe that 100%. And I know some people are saying, no, you know, he just stinks or blah, whatever. I don't buy it, but I don't think the coaches really put him in that great of a position to succeed for what's, you know, what his strengths are and stuff. So that, that's just my personal opinion, coach. So I, I agree with Borneo Trojan. No, and I do too. We talked about that. You know, he doesn't fit the style of football, which is a one back offense, uh, like, Sam Darnold does. Sam Darnold has running ability. The defense has to respect him. I don't think he carries the ball enough as far as running, as far as part of the schemes of what the offense is. You would be able to have more big plays if you held all the defense to the outside with Bates where he carried the football. But that's what the offense was designed to be in that theory of the offense. Max Brown doesn't fit that type of scheme. He's a pro type of quarterback underneath center sometimes in the gun, where he'll be able to be successful somewhere. Let's uh, go to Earl in West L.A., Coach. He said, for the last three weeks, I keep asking if we're that good or are, is our opponent that bad. During that time, our defense keeps getting better, shutting down two high-powered offenses, and the offenses have become, and the offense has become efficient in both running and passing game. I believe if we continue the same direction offensively and defensively, and have no turnovers like we did against Oregon, we can beat Washington. What are your thoughts, Earl, in West L.A.? Yeah, well, my feeling is this. It's a little bit of both. I think that, yes, the opponents have not been to the caliber that Oregon was, or Cal was with golf, or Colorado, of course, was a nice win. Colorado is 7-2, and and I thought the Trojans had a nice win against Colorado. I think they should have beat Utah. Uh, A lot of turnovers in that game, you know, Right now, I look, I look at them beating Stanford if they were playing like they're playing now. But Stanford is, is struggling right now. Stanford is struggling. So I would say right now, if I was to look at the Pac-12, I'd say they're the second best team right now in the Pac-12. Now they have an opportunity to be the best team in the Pac-12 this week on who they're playing. And then a combination, too, is they're getting better. They're getting better at their play calling. They're getting better at their execution. One thing they better get better at is at the penalties as far as celebrations, holding, and, and, and all of those types of things. Those are unnecessary things. You're not going to be watching if you have 13 penalties. But then on the other side, when you beat somebody 45 to 24 and 45 to 20, and you have 13 penalties to over 100 yards, then you got to be pretty good because you're playing against yourself. You're hurting yourself. So, when I said it's a combination of both, I think part of it is they found out that the tight end is eligible and they're able to throw the ball to him more. They're not throwing it to him enough to hold those safeties away from the split receivers, but they're now starting to get in the game. Now, one time they missed the tight end, Petit down the middle of the field. They should have come back to that pass again, but he threw the ball too late and he would have been open the entire day. You know, you mentioned the... Uh the flags coach and uh there's it's the pac 12 there's a lot of flags ron wrote in he said the refs for this game were inept uh good for clay helton telling them so among other things how do they let play begin without setting the chains and uh, i don't know if you saw this but our, our shotgun spratling tweeted during the game that um 
the uh, that Helton was screaming at the ref, saying like it was like the worst he's ever seen or worst crew or something like that. I mean, he and before we've heard Clay Helton kind of praise, oh, the Pac-12 refs, they're great, they always get it right. Um, so it's kind of a switch in uh, game plan, I guess you could say. Clay Helton yelling at the refs like that. Well, I think you've got to let them know how you feel, and you know, sort of let them know, hey, you know, enough's enough. And I think you've got to, you're not, they're not going to penalize you any more than what you're doing. You know, Lyman downfield, yeah, he was downfield about a yard or two. If you wanted to call it, you can call it. Okay, a uh, couple of the holding penalties. Uh, yeah, he's holding, but was he grabbing him really and throwing him to the ground? No, he wasn't. So sometimes when you talk a little bit and you and you get in the officials' ears about things you know that they were wrong on, then again they reverse and they say, well, you know, well, maybe we ought to do a makeup. Well, let's do a makeup because we've been calling it pretty strict as far as against USC. So I would stay in their ears, but you know, you you got to be careful and you got to be positive when you're doing it. You don't do it by calling them names, but you do it in a positive manner. And you know, you say, hey, man, you know, I make my living doing this. What do you do full time? You know, you you just let them know that how much it really means, and we appreciate the job you're doing. But you better you just clean it up a little bit, okay? Yeah, it makes sense, Coach. Uh, we got two ones, two quick ones for you, and then we'll let you go. Uh, Tark wrote in. He said, "With Ronald Jones having the hot hand right now, do you uh, should he keep starting, or does USC go back to Justin Davis, the starter, presuming he's ready?" Well, let, let me tell you, that that is a good question. I, I would see exactly how Justin is practicing this week. He's an outstanding player. He's probably down a little bit in conditioning because when you can't go and go and go, you're going to be a little bit out of shape. There's going to be a question mark in his mind until he gets hit several times. You've got to get hit. And the only way he's going to find out and get back his confidence is play football. That's what it's all about. I would keep Ronnie in a position to be ready to go. Uh, I would watch it carefully. And, I'd, and at the end of the week, I'd sit down with all the running backs and explain the situation that I've come up with as a head football coach, a position coach, you say, hey, we're going with Ron Jones, and this is the reason why. Or, hey, we're going with Justin Davis, and this is the reason why. The rest of you be ready to go. You're just one play away from playing. I have confidence in every single one of you. You've all played and you've all done well, and uh, you got to do it. And as a head football coach, you got to make these type of decisions in the best interest of the team. You can't worry about a popularity contest. You got to do what it takes to play against one of the best teams in the country, and you better have your best players on the field. And you know, typically, what we're seeing from USC is series one series. You know, running back gets a series, and then another running running back will get the next series or whatever. Um, so I think if Justin Davis comes back, you'll see both of those guys play, and I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing because they definitely bring something different to the table. And especially if Justin Davis is healthy, he's Showed to be able to run with a bunch of power. And, you know, Aka Cedric Ware, uh, probably going to be out for this game. So he's more of the power guy. So Justin Davis could kind of fill that role too. And he's, I think he's a more complete back, but Clay Helton was praising how complete Ronald Jones has been. You know, he's been able to do a lot more, obviously having a career high, uh, against Cal and then, you know, having four touchdowns against Oregon. He's doing pretty well and making some guys look silly. Don't know it'll be as easy to go against this Washington front uh, has been the last couple of weeks, but I think, Coach, if you if Justin Davis does come back, both of them will just end up playing. Well, let, let me tell you, you know, 
uh, you lose a little bit of your timing when you're not practicing, uh, the, the rhythm, and you lose the rhythm with the quarterback. The quarterback, every player is different as far as the timing and the way he takes the football and how he lines up and how fast he is. The defensive line and the offensive line especially is, is used to Ronnie Jones, and now they get used to Justin Davis, which is not bad. But uh, you've got to be able to evaluate. I'm not big on rotating a lot of people. I don't know if you watch the University of Washington play. They don't rotate a lot of players. They need their best players on the field all the time. And I think it's important because they communicate back and forth. They are able to read the defenses and see them more than once as far as secondary calls. They run a lot of different coverages. Uh, in their secondary, you've got to be able to learn to run those. You've got to be able to learn how to block people on the offensive line. And, and all of that, the same with the quarterback, the same with the tight end or anything. You've got to be able to get turns and you get warmed up. And when you get a good sweat going, you start to read the game better. And uh, I think this is something that in a game like this, I really keep the rotations down. Not that some of the players that have come into the game hasn't done a good job. But your best players have got to be on the field for championship-sized type of football. We got one last one for you, Coach. Nick in Cyprus, uh, he says, my question to Coach Hyde is, do you think USC's found its big-time wide receiver, its new big-time wide receiver, excuse me, in Michael Pittman, uh, making great catches and being a special teams demon? Fight on, love what you guys do, Nick. I think, uh, Nick, I think Michael Pittman's done really well. He's a tough catch guy. He covers punts. Uh, and I like guys that are tough. And he's in there catching the ball. I don't think I've seen him drop a ball. Maybe one ball. He's got good hands. And he's run the right route. He's a big target. I think that's all can lead into him becoming a great receiver. I don't know how fast he is. I haven't seen him on many streak routes. I haven't seen him uh, demonstrate his speed as far as catching the ball and running away from somebody so we'll let that happen but he's done a good job in his plane he threw a nice block in the last game for a touchdown there down by the goal line uh people didn't give him much credit for that but that was Pittman. he threw that block down there i think one receiver who's going to be turning into a big time receiver is dante uh burnett i said watch that kid play they really he really plays in he's fast he's quick he makes good decisions he comes back to the football sam Darnold really knows his route and they read each other good. That's why I'm not for a lot of substitutions. They threw to each other a lot last year on the scout team, so they get to know everybody. This is why they work so well together, because they're thinking in the same mode, the same thing when you don't have a lot of time to think. But I think they've got some good young receivers. I think I would have registered the two JC kids. I hate to see them well, uh, wait the whole year. As far as not playing, they're in very, very few times. They're big, big receivers, and you can't replace that type of size. Uh, I wish they would have registered both of those kids. I really do, and allowed some of the younger players to play then as they're doing. But you can't find great talent like those kids. You can't waste a year on just 10 plays. You just can't do it. Well, Coach, great stuff. We appreciate you uh, carving out a little bit of time for us as you're working out there in Las Vegas, but thanks again for coming on the show and uh, sharing your USC football insights. Thank you very much, and for all you listeners, uh, thank you very much for sending in your questions, and uh, good luck this Saturday. It'll be a great one.
Yeah, it should be a really good one. I'm excited to get up there. And I uh, hope you have a great show tonight in uh, Las Vegas, Coach. Uh, thank you again and everyone else. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Peristyle Podcast. And we will talk to you next time. Tickets, tickets, tickets. SC Tickets is your concert, sports, and theater ticket source. We have the tickets you need to any event worldwide. Football tickets are now available. Call SC Tickets now at 1-800-888-7287. 1-800-888-7287. That's 1-800-888-7287. Or visit us on the web at sctickets.com. SC Tickets, concert, sports, and theater. You've been listening to the Peristyle Podcast, presented by uscfootball.com. Be sure to tune in next week for the latest news on Trojan football and recruiting. Don't forget, you can automatically download the podcast directly to your smartphone or tablet for free. Just click the iTunes link on peristylepodcast.com or search for Peristyle Podcast at the iTunes Music Store.